Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. The Old Testament reading for the day of Pentecost is from Genesis chapter 11. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words, and as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had bricks for stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language, so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. My friends, we humans are quite stubborn and we are very, yes, very prideful. We certainly do not like to be told what to do by others and we like to be our own boss. We like to be on the top and not have anyone standing over us dictating what we should and should not do. And so when we get knocked down by someone else, a defiant spirit actually arises quickly within us. That defiant spirit comes forth so that we get up and we plant our feet firmly and we stand tall against any future challenges that come our way. It is tough to know exactly why we do this. Maybe we are fearful of being knocked down and thrown into the mud by others, or perhaps it's just our pride of wanting to be better than everyone else. Regardless of our exact motives, though, we all spend tremendous amount of energy, yes, a tremendous amount of energy and work and determination to make a name for ourselves. Yes, to make a name for ourselves. You see, we all want to be known by others. There's a desire within to be many Hollywood movie stars. We want to be on the top of the ladder with everyone else beneath us so that we can step on their fingers, keeping them from climbing higher than us. We all want to be the focus of attention and conversation where everyone else around us is a little bit jealous of us, but not too jealous where they don't talk to us. Yes, we want to make a name for ourselves. 
We want to acquire fame and a good reputation and a lasting legacy. So as a result, greed and pride and fear and a thirst for power, well, they lead us down this path of making our name great. But you see, we are not content when we have made a name for ourselves. Oh no, we need to do more. And so we like to make things, yes, we like to make things that communicate our greatness and our determination to ourselves and others. We throw our energy into building things that visibly show our greatness. The higher that our projects can reach, well, the better it is so everyone else can see. Yes, the better it is so everyone can see. The things that we build can be almost anything. They can be awards and monuments to ourselves, buildings themselves, or financial endowments, job advancements, and social media popularity, as well as farm operations and also businesses and so forth. The point being, we build and we make things that we rally around. We make things that communicate our greatness to others, and we hope that others will see that greatness as well and gather around those things that exalt us. And we sure hope that the things that we create will last the test of time. To summarize, the things that we create are not only a defiance against those above us, but they are also symbols of our name. And our names, well, we want to make them great. We want to have fame. We want to have glory. We want to be on top with everyone else beneath us. Indeed, we want to be on top. Now, all of this is precisely what is happening and what happened in our Old Testament reading from the book of Genesis, from Genesis chapter 11. You see, following that great flood, the descendants of Noah, they failed to spread out and fill the earth as God had commanded Instead, they exalted themselves with one language and a similar mantra. They spoke proudly and arrogantly with the hopes of making their name great. They knew full well, yes, they knew full well that God had just destroyed the earth through a mighty flood. And that flood either irritated them or it made them fearful to be beneath a powerful God and so instead of laying bricks loosely, well, they, looked, they took those bricks and they put them firmly together to make a tower to defy Almighty God. They wanted to make a city with a tower that would protect them from any other potential floods that would come their way. Frankly stated, this tower was a symbol of defiance against God, while also being that symbol of their so-called great name. Now, in case you haven't noticed, we are really no different than the descendants of Noah. Yes, we're no different than the descendants of Noah in the book of Genesis. You see, human nature, your human nature, my human nature, human nature in of itself does not change. It just expresses itself differently from generation to generation. But the point remains, these ancient people, yes, these ancient people and you and me, we arrogantly sin against the first and the second commandment. Let us make a name for ourselves. Yes, let us make this. Let us do that. I'm going to do what I want whenever I want, and no one is going to tell me otherwise. 
I want to do what I want, and I want it right now, because my name is great. Does it sound familiar? This is the ancient people of Genesis 11, and it is you and me breaking that first and that second commandment. See, dear friends, when you and I fear, love, and trust ourselves above all things, including God, well, we are breaking that first commandment. And when we seek to make our name great, we are breaking that second commandment. We're forgetting that the Lord's name is actually greater than ours. You see, when God tells us to put no other gods before him, he is doing this because nothing is greater than him, which includes you and me. When we attempt to make our name great, we actually fail to realize that our names are really not that great, my friends, for we are sinners in thought, word, and deed. Furthermore, when we make our names great, we fail to realize that we have already been given the Lord's great name upon our heads and our hearts in holy baptism. Think of it this way. The people of Genesis 11, they had built a massive tower to the heavens. It was so big and magnificent and awe-inspiring that they possibly had that impression that they were above God, that they were above reproach. And then get this. And then God, he, he comes along and he makes it clear that man's efforts are smaller than a fly speck. God's language in Genesis 11 gives this impression that God has to go down and squint to see this pathetic little construction that they had made. Come, let us go down and see this little thing. Come, let us go down so we can see this thing. The same is true for our little projects and creations that we do for the sake of our little names. They are fly specks. Dear friends, repent. Yes, dear friends, repent of making a name for yourselves. Yes, you and I, we need to repent of making a name for ourselves and all the projects that we do as tokens and monuments for the unholy trinity of me, myself, and I. Yes, repent. Repent and hear the good news of the gospel. You see, the Lord, he has placed his great name upon you in baptism, marking you as one of the redeemed. God, he he gave his name to you so that you might know who created you, so that you might know who redeemed you, so that you might know who has sustained you in this life. He has given you his name upon your head and your heart so that you might call upon him personally as a child does to a caring father. And all those projects and towers and creations that you and I do to be symbols of our greatness, all those credentials that people wave around as something special, well, my friends, tear them up, throw them in the trash, along with everything else that you and I use to make our name great. For you and I have Christ's name, and Christ has us. Compared to the name and the person of Jesus, All of our creations, all of our makings, all the things that we create for our own glory, they are nothing. They're insignificant. They are inferior. They are inferior righteousness compared to the righteousness of Jesus that is given to you and me as gift. 
This is why God confused the language at Babel. Yes, it is the reason why he confused the language at Babel. The people at Babel did not need towers, and they did not need to make a name for themselves. Not only were their efforts sinfully foolish and empty and quite small, but their efforts were unnecessary. That is why the Lord confused their language and unraveled their plans. With that said, though, in our second reading from the book of Acts, we hear the exact opposite of Genesis 11. On that Pentecost day, when the Holy Spirit rumbled into Jerusalem with a fiery appearance, he, the Holy Spirit, drew the people together and clarified their languages so that they could hear the name in which all are saved, that name, Christ Jesus, our Lord, In other words, the Tower of Babel is a picture of human pride being undone, whereas Pentecost is the power of the Holy Spirit lifting up not a tower, but Christ crucified for you and me and the entire world. Indeed, for the entire world. Pentecost is the exact opposite of Babel. And you, dear baptized saints, you do not belong to the ways of Babel. Oh no, you do not belong to the ways of Babel, but you belong to the way of Pentecost, which is the message and that name and that work of Jesus for you. It is a message and a name and righteousness that comes down to you and lasts forever. You belong to the way of Pentecost, the message of the gospel, Proclaim clearly the name of Christ placed upon you, the hope of the forgiveness of sins in Christ Jesus and the hope of the resurrection given to you as gift. And that, my friends, lasts forever. In the name and the work of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you. Yeah.